Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To see it, friends, and welcome to the world transformed. This program is your guide to an astounding future that lies ahead, one that will be here sooner than you think, and one that you have an important role to play in bringing about. At the world transformed, we want to introduce you to what may be the greatest transformation of them all, the one that begins with considering and acting on the almost limitless possibilities that lie before us and that ends somewhere beyond the reach of the human imagination. So, when does this amazing future begin? Well, today is the day. My name is Phil Bowermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-author, co-futurist, and co-host, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. How are you, my friend? I am doing great. Ready for uh, you know a full week of shows here, or as many as we can get into a week, uh, starting on Wednesday, which is not our usual thing. But we did say, I believe, on Friday that uh, the the holiday would would run interference with our with our podcasting. This yeah, week. yeah, we kind of kind of warned folks that uh, hey, you know, uh, like everybody else, we want to you know spend time with the family, um, that kind of thing on Memorial Day. So. Um, yeah, we we kind of we kind of warn people in advance, but we hey, put down, we, we lay down a base of excuse. I think. That. Yeah, exactly. So we can, and and we still have a chance, perhaps, of getting in three shows this week. Uh, um, well, well, we'll see, folks. If you get lucky, okay, we're not promising anything, but <laughs> yeah, if, you're you, welcome, if you get right? lucky, yeah, that's right. With the, you, you're welcome that we're even considering it. But we're gonna we're gonna get as many in as we can, and we got a lot to talk about because we're gonna do uh, one to three shows on the subject of MIT reviews ten breakthrough technologies for 2017, and we're gonna start with four of those tonight, and in subsequent shows, whenever they may be, we're gonna take a look at these and talk about uh, not only what each of them is, each of the 10 breakthrough technologies. This is the thing MIT Review does every year, and we always go through this list. Um, it's it's but we're gonna, this, it's this time every out, year. Every year. Yeah, yeah. So these are, the, these are the 10 big ones for this year. I thought what we'd do is it'd be kind of fun to talk about uh, which of these we think will impact the largest number of people, which will have the longest uh, lasting impact, which one is the most exciting and which one's the scariest of them. So we'll, we'll go through them all first, and then we'll come back and we'll answer those questions about them. So with, you know, seeing as each one of these topics could be a, an hour-long show in its own right, we'll just have to jump right in and look at this first one here, which is scientists are making remarkable progress at using brain implants to restore the freedom of movement that spinal cord injuries take away. Obviously, this is one we've talked about quite a bit. We've right. uh, come back to this every time there's been a headline about it, and it's amazing to see how fast the progress is occurring with this, isn't it? Yeah, um, and and you would think, in some ways, uh, it's 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 one of those things like uh, fusion power that's always we're right on the cusp of having. Um, you know, cochlear implants, believe it or not, 
in their earliest forms have been around since the 70s, and that involves right. a direct direct brain interface, right? And um, and and you'd think, well, if we can do a direct uh, direct brain interface for hearing, why can't we do it for uh, you know uh, vision? And that's still coming. It's there's it's still being worked on. And why can't we do it to help people that are, are paralyzed? Well, it has been it's, been, it's proven to be a tough nut to crack. What, meanwhile, people that are deaf and using cochlear implants are living very, you know, close to normal lives uh, right. due to that technology. And, uh, and unfortunately, uh, paralyzed people are, are not. And uh, But, hey, we're beginning to see some pro- uh, promise that uh, some of this tech will be- begin to get outside the laboratories. The thing uh, is, um, so. one of the things they talk about in the in the story is that the the first computer brain interfaces were actually in the late nineties that they they were actually hooking people up to things and 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 people were able to you know move a cursor on a screen and a few basic things like that just using just using their brains and it looked like oh this is it we can communicate right brain brain computer interface goodbye paralysis right goodbye all these problems and yes it's it's proved a much slower slog to get to where we are now than they had hoped but what they're seeing now is real results actual you know the lame walk kind of uh, kind of headlines coming out of some of these uh, some of these stories so it's 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 really it's really amazing to see that corner finally being turned it kind of gives you hope for fusion doesn't it when you, yeah <laughs> when when you see when you see something like this happening it's like well hey you know what if 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 something can can be around for a long time and not deliver on its promise and then suddenly start delivering on its promise that's extremely good news and of course the driver it, here it'll end just, up being one of those overnight successes that took 30 years, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, something's been worked on and worked on and worked on, and by and large, people have just sort of written it off, the public has, until, bang, uh, you know, here it, it arrives all at once. It's, it, may be one of the, it may be something like that, the way it, the way it hits us. But uh, anyway, it, 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 it's exciting for, for those who, uh, who have, uh, uh, you know, a, a problem like this with paralysis or something. So in answer to your question, does, uh, does this impact a lot of people? Well, not initially. I, fortunately, there are, you know, the, the population of people with uh, paralysis is, is not, you know, not huge. It's, it's significant, but not huge. And uh, so initially it doesn't impact everybody, but ultimately I think we all end up with computer brain interfaces of one sort or another. Oh, I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, Not, it, it, it won't have to be. It won't have to be as. Uh, um, it, it won't have to be this this variation, right? It won't have to be uh, yeah. To, to, yeah. to reverse paralysis, but we'll we'll all end up with those. Um, the availability timescale given by MIT uh, uh, technology review for this one is ten to fifteen years. So that would put it some, right in there, Stephen, in the overnight success that took. Uh, that took like 30 to 35 years to, yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to get here. So I think you're, you're, you're probably tracking that one very well. Okay, let's, let's look. What's the next item on the list? And I'm actually asking because I've lost my... Okay, uh, tractor trailers uh, without a human at the wheel. Okay, there you and go. Self-driving You know, self-driving trucks. cars, but, uh, but, but better, right? Self-driving 18-wheelers. Um, Turns out that's yeah, a much yeah. harder problem to solve. I mean, right. uh, not surprisingly, um, yeah. because you've got you, you've, you you know you've got this large load that you're that you're moving around in this much larger vehicle, and the dynamics just of weight shifting around in a truck and of just you yeah. know not turning a you truck can't, over. You can't stop those things on a dime. 
I mean, yeah, stopping cool. it in time, a, a lot of that kind of stuff. It's a lot easier yeah. to do those things with a car, yeah. which is why, you know, it's a fairly good-paying job being a truck driver. Let's face it. I mean, That's right. you know, most of us can drive a car. Uh, only a few of us are really cut out to to drive a truck. But now what we're seeing is systems for automating truck driving are coming online, and a little bit of self-driving truck driving is going on. They they even reference um, a, an instance where a self-driving truck carried 2,000 cases of Bud. Uh, from on right here in my neighborhood, down Interstate 25 from Fort Collins to Colorado Springs. So that's pretty impressive because it's right through Denver. You know, you go right through Denver to do that. So you're. You know you're what else some... is impressive is that it wasn't Coors. But anyway, right, that's. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Somebody paid a lot of money for that to be Bud. I can tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, but it, that actually that know, might not have been not a, a, as good a highway run because you'd be on I-70 and I don't know. They they just didn't have the good destinations to. To do it well, with, if but. they came through Denver, as I recall, that is a lot of stop and go traffic. It's it's uh, it's some technically sophisticated driving there. Uh, you would think. I mean, they they might have timed it. Probably did time it very carefully, but there is no time you can you can be sure that you're going to drive down 25 south through Denver and not run into something, right? Not not, right. not have some some kind of slowdown or. Uh, something going on. So yeah, that, to that extent, it was pretty sophisticated. However, they actually drove it out to the highway. And once it reached Colorado Springs, and they got off I-25, they drove it to the... So, so you know, it was pure highway driving. That's what that's right. what the automate, automated... Well, you know, if, if that's all that they're able to do is pure highway driving, that's still huge because, you know, that's, that's, that's 95% of what you're doing with an 18-wheeler, right? Right, um, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, uh, is, I would say this is one of the scarier ones, Phil. I mean, obviously, we got to you got to have systems. Yeah, hey, Stephen, we're going to answer the four questions at the end, like I said. Ah, okay, so okay. you, you oh, know, well, you, 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 you jump into the end, man. It's, <laughs> you're going to ruin the surprise, okay? If you keep well, answering. Yeah, yeah, because I, I did not realize we were saving it, Phil. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. No, it's all right. We, 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 we can talk right about it anytime you want. You just, uh, I promised it would be at the end. That's all. You know, and the kids are all like, "Well, why is Mr. Gordon answering them now?" I don't understand. Anyway, I'm kidding. Uh, Take notes. There's going to be a test at the end. <laughs> but uh, I, I think I think it it does go to show you that this is one with a with a time window attached to it as well. We're we're not we're not going to see it next year you know I, I have to go back to the uh to the story here and because uh, i didn't i didn't bring those over to my notes that's why i keep switching back and forth but according to mit review this is a five to ten years before we'll actually see this out there and some of the the, the, the company they talk about in the article auto is not even really interested in having fully automated truck driving they're just interested right. in having a system where a guy can take a break maybe even take a nap but there's always a guy there there's, you know, right. or excuse me, a truck driver. There's always somebody in the cab, and the the idea of just a, you know, a truck that's just a robot isn't even isn't even on the radar. I think it is on the radar for others, but interesting that kind of this leading technology company there, they're not, uh, they're yeah, not even thinking I, in those terms. Yeah, right now it 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 might be it's it's pretty premature, I would think, to just say we're going totally automated. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, as far as the time frame, I think they're they're right on five to ten years. I would, 
I would be surprised if we're seeing a lot of it in five years. I think they're going to take their time to get it right because these things are monsters. They, you know, when you get involved in an accident with an 18-wheeler, I can tell you from my day job that it's, it's hardly ever a minor thing. You're, right. You know, you, we're talking maiming and, and deaths and everything else. You know, when, an, when a private vehicle gets involved, uh, I'm tangled up with one of these things. So uh, I just think they're going to take their time. Uh, I think we'll see, uh, we'll see auto, automated cars a lot, a lot sooner than we see these things. It's, yeah, it's uh, 4,000 4, deaths a year, 100,000 injuries a year in yeah. tr- truck and, and bus crashes. So uh, throw the bus in there, and, you know, that kind of murkies it up a little bit, but it's still, that's a, that's a lot of people hurt. My, my own brother-in-law was in a terrible accident with one of these years ago, and it was oh, yeah. years and years of physical therapy and rehab. It's, after, yeah, it's, after it's not a good thing. It, I mean, when you tangle with one of these things. So will they take their time? Yeah, I think they will. But will they ultimately do it? Yeah, because uh, there's, there's such a... Because 4,000 people killed every year. That's right. I mean, yeah, yeah. If you can get, it, get these things where they're driving better than people, that's, that's one thing. But also, uh, you know, you pay these drivers uh, uh, so much, and, uh, uh, and perhaps you can, uh, you can save, your, save some money. If, you, if it's both safer and you're saving money as a company to, to have these systems in place... Uh, then you're going to do it. And, pretty pretty uh, hard not to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you, Particularly when your competition is doing it. So, yeah, every, yeah, everybody's going everybody's gonna to follow that one. Okay, how about this one? Paying right. with your face. Face detecting systems in China now authorize payments, provide access to facilities, and track down criminals. Will other countries follow? I think that's a really good question, will other countries follow? There, there seems to be a comfort level with this kind of technology in China that we don't have in the West. I would whether, say throughout whether, throughout Asia, there's probably a comfort level that we don't have in, in, in the West. Yeah, I, I would say I would guess that Japan wouldn't have much of a tr- much trouble with this. Uh, it's just you know it's just different culture, and uh, but we in the West, uh, you know, are just going to say you know what I'm not interested in. Uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll pull out. Let me pull out my plastic instead. I can I, I can do that just as well. And uh, but you know what, um, there there may be. Ultimately, a uh, this this idea that paying with the face is is uh, less likely to uh, uh, you know you can't it's be more difficult to steal if it's a safer system for uh, for the banks then they may give uh, people a discount for using these things you know you you oh, have to pay with your maybe yeah now you know uh, yeah yeah you're giving up a little privacy but hey uh, you know you're gonna get a little discount every time because. Uh, um, we, we know that the right person is using this system and not someone who's stolen a credit card or whatever. And uh, I have you know. got face recognition security on my laptop that I bought back cool. in January. And as far as I know, that's yeah. the only way to get into that laptop. So I really need to fix that because no one else can ever <laughs> use that laptop. If I'm, you know, if I die, if I die or am disfigured. Right, there's no way into my laptop, right? Because it won't, it won't, you know, lose a lot of weight, and suddenly it's like, nope, I don't see him. But that's right. This skinny guy is not. Yeah, but but my observation on it is, it's no faster. I can type a fast word as long, much quicker than it takes for this thing to recognize me, because it's like I'm looking, I'm looking, making sure it's you, it's you, you know. It's like, well, I could have typed a password by then. So until until the uh, convenience is actually there. No big advantage. 
is the convenience there in having your face scanned versus reaching into your pocket to pull out a piece of plastic? Actually, yeah. I mean, that is easier, but it's scary easy, right? It's, uh, uh, it, it's like, well, too easy. You know, you, you don't want your money to be that easily available. And of course, the, the, the whole problem with scanning a credit card, getting a credit card number, you know, these devices they put on ATMs to, to steal your information. Well, your face is just out there in public all the time anyway, right? So it raises all kinds of red flags, I'm thinking, for people who, I don't know, as you said, culturally just aren't as eager to get used to this idea. I, I, I think cultural issues more than anything else will be the slowdown in the West for Right. For well, there, there's, uh, I, I found it interesting. Uh, they're talking about uh, the, the company that's working on this uh, in China is Face++, Plus Plus, mm-hmm. which is face with two, followed by two pluses is how you would spell that. And, uh, you know, the person who's writing the story says, yeah, when, you know, they had – my face before loaded up into their system so that I could walk through and, you know, and then it would allow me into certain parts of the building. And, uh, and, you know, when, when I'd walk through the building, it would follow both my face straight on as well as my profile. And, you know, and, and, uh, and there were some parts of the building I still didn't have access to. They could tailor the level of access to every guest to visitor, you know, visitor or, or person right. working there. Um, right. And that, that's 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 pretty interesting. Uh, I think that's uh, that's an interesting uh, 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 technology that I think a lot of companies, particularly tech com- companies, that want to hire you know hide their R and D perhaps or, or right. whatever uh, that are any company that's uh, interested in avoiding industrial esp- espionage would be interested in something like that. And uh, um, so I, I thought it was I thought it was interesting though. It's, and uh, what do they say? The availability is now. With Facebook, yeah, it's available now, so you can have it. If if you want to achieve those kinds of benefits you were just describing, any organization that wants to do that can. I I I think the realistic implementation of it in the U.S. is a few years out for sure. It'll be interesting to see this come online. People will get used to it fast, though. That that, that's the thing. These things that seem very strange and intimidating suddenly become yesterday's news. So we'll see how it goes. I was just giving my own, my own laptop experience, which is that it's not great. (laughs) Well, the, um, you know, you can, you can forget your lanyard, you know, if you work at a company that requires that, you can't forget your face, you know? So, uh, um, that's true. Yeah. Get it. You can get into the, that, that actually would be pretty handy walking around an office and you can go to the bathroom and you got it from your desk, and you didn't bring your ID with you. You know that sort of thing is very irritating. But as long as you yeah. brought your face, you know you're you're good. You're you're, you're, you're solid. Okay. So that's uh, I, I, yeah. I think uh, in in certain places, it's going it will be adopted quickly. Uh, that's my guess. So yeah, I think so. As as ID, not necessarily as payment. That's the creepy part. I mean, that's the that's the part that gives people pause. But just as a form of identification, why not? You know, it, it kind of yeah. works that way anyhow. All right, how about this? Practical quantum computers. We've talked about this. We've done a couple shows about this now. Advances at Google, Intel, and several research groups indicate that computers with previously unimaginable power are finally within reach. And this is very interesting. They, they, they talk about Google getting out there with the 49-qubit system. We talked about this when we did the show. 50 qubits is where... Some experts say if you can achieve that, you can achieve the greatest computer that's ever existed, right? There's no way a yeah. silicon standard computer will ever touch 
a 50 qubit quantum computer. You're there. You've arrived. And, and so, elsewhere, it's theoretical. They, they say somewhere that's between 30 and 100 qubits. Between, yeah, some, some, you know, some say some 50, others say somewhere between 30 and 100, exactly. So yeah. that, that's the sweet spot you know, for, yeah. for quantum computing. Actually, that's the sweet spot for starting quantum computing, for, for getting yeah. into the world of it. What they talk about a little further on really kind of gets your attention when they say we'll have, we'll have these you know, 100 qubit machines maybe as soon as two to five years from now, eventually expect 100,000 qubit systems, <laughs> which will disrupt the materials, chemistry, and drug industries by making accurate molecular scale models possible for the discovery of new materials and drugs. Y you think about the advances that we're seeing in artificial intelligence, machine learning, that kind of stuff, with the very good computers that we have today. If a between 30 and 100 qubit computer, quantum computer, is more powerful than any conventional computer ever built. What kind of AI are we going to be able to run on 100,000 qubit systems, right? I mean, what? And, I, and I don't think it's uh, the power is linear. I think it may be exponential. Yeah, okay, so as, as you're, it, as it's you're even harder to get your head around, right? I mean, it's yeah, like, yeah, it's just not even, you know, who knows? Uh, but here's uh, it's interesting. It talks about uh, these labs. Uh, they're having to uh, put these machines at near absolute zero, and uh, you know, and, and and seismic problems. Even the slightest rumble could just tear one of these things up. You know, I, I'm wondering, Phil, if if the ideal spot for a quantum computer that you know, one of, uh, something big, you know, like a hundred thousand qubit quantum computer. What if something like that was in geostationary orbit hmm. where you're, it's very cold and there's no problem with, you know, any kind of seismic problems at all. Right. You know, and it, it and, uh, and, and just, you know, and it just communicates like a, a telecommunication device, you know, a satellite. Um, it could either be, I a, think that, I think that's a, a very sensible idea. Yeah. You can imagine also like, at the bottom of the ocean, right? Maybe buried in the ice in Antarctica, places like that, right? But yeah, orbit uh, orbit sounds like a sensible place too. The only problem with all of those is it, then it's kind of far away. But you know we can communicate at light speed, so it shouldn't be that big of an issue. I, I would I would yeah. guess geostationary it, orbit. It, that's up there though. That's what is that? It's it's, it's, it's a ways away, but it's yeah. But still, I mean, you're you're. Um, you're still getting, you're still getting an answer back to a problem that was previously unsolvable for the entire <laughs> yeah. lifetime of the universe, and you're, you're getting it back, back what in half a second, right? I mean, it's yeah. not like it, yeah. and, and Phil's sitting there going, "This is BS, <laughs> <laughs> man." Half a second, oh, I knew there'd be a, a catch. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> Quantum computer. Yeah, that'll be me. <laughs> Having to wait oh, half a God. second. For you know <laughs> unlimited power, yeah, it's true. Um, uh, I, I'm I'm intrigued to see how fast anything really happens with this. We were we were talking about fusion, and quantum computing is another fusion-like technology, isn't it? In that sense, yeah. We, we've been hearing about it for we've a while. Been looking for forever, and uh, and and, and it, you know, there's even. IBM's even marketing something that they're calling a quantum computer, and and we we're kind of entering this point at which we we feel confident that's going to happen. It's just you know, um, is it going to be you know when does it really get real? 
You know, right. when does it, it become something that is obviously performing at levels that classical computers just can't duplicate? And right. uh, we're, I, I think I'm, we can confidently say that that hasn't happened yet. No. But, uh, but when would it happen? I, I don't know, uh, Phil. They I'm say gonna, four to five uh, years. MIT Tech Review says four to five years. So I think that that's, that's right in the ballpark. Yeah. Um, based on everything I'm reading, uh, th- these guys really feel that they're on the cusp. And uh, so, hey, yeah, four to five years. Four to five, not 45. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I, that's what I'm doing. Thing. Four to five years, yes. Like the ad with the frog detection, right? You don't want to be saying two different things. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. Okay, so we've got we got those four breakthroughs. We'll talk about some more next time. But for these, now... Now yeah. let's get into this. What do you think um, of these four, which will impact the largest number of people, would you say? Well, um, quantum computers will, will impact everybody on Earth. Yeah, long term. When, th- no when, they, when, they're, when they're real and they're solving problems that could not be solved any other way, every person on Earth will, will uh, be impacted for better or for worse. And for most, for most I would say, uh, uh, by far, the most would be for the better. Uh, yeah. And, uh, but, uh, yeah. I, so that's that's. I think maybe in the nearer uh, term, paying with your face, huh? Might be. Uh, yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Might have the brand. And not just pay, and not just paying with your face, just being uh, being using your face as your ID. Yeah. Uh, for for any anything that you need to use your ID for, um, whether it be payment or any anything else. Um, and you know. Uh, it, it would it would be interesting if uh, you, you were you know able to do this for uh, you know uh, toll roads. Imagine if something was fast enough to get your face as you're driving down the, a toll road. Things you know, yep. it's uh, anything, anything it needs your ID for. Well, they can get license plates now. It shouldn't be too long before they get faces. I would think. Uh, yeah, oh. you know they they got those cameras taking your picture when you when you speed. Right? It's just a matter of if, if they can recognize it in a moving vehicle. That's, that, that'll be the trick. Okay, so uh, which will have the longest lasting impact? I think we've got a, we've got a front runner here already with quantum computers, right? right? Yeah. Impacting the, the largest number of people and probably, I, in, in fact, uh, short term, well, you can't talk short term about long term impact. That's crazy. So, yeah, quantum computers just, they win that category. They're yeah, that that's a technology. Self-driving Assuming, uh, trucks, self-driving vehicles, basically, you know, the same technology that delivers the self-driving truck. I mean, ultimately delivers tech that allows automation of lots of different jobs. Okay, and and um, and so as and we as a society are going to have to uh, we're going to have to change to uh, to accommodate the fact that you know so many jobs are going to be automated. In the right. fairly near future, I think we're going to, you know, um, uh, just you know, if it, it will be the sort of thing that yeah, we've uh, we've got the uh, the truck driver uh, still in the cab, but we no longer have anybody in the back being the sleeper. Right. You know, we uh, the guy guy can get rest as he goes down the road uh, because it's you know ninety nine percent automated. He's just sort of a system monitor, and uh, so. We don't so need, I, I, don't I feel like you've jumped out. to scariest, and I think you're right, right? So, so yeah. self, self-driving trucks is potentially scary on a lot of different fronts. It's, yeah. it's scary economically. It's scary 
oh no, it's a truck with no driver. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just got that, yeah. that, that, that same scary, people are scared of self-driving cars, but only more so. And I, and I think the other one that's scary is the paying with your face. This time, the paying part, right? But, but, but definitely just the whole, the, the whole idea of you, you're never in, you know, you're never anonymous anymore, right? The idea that, yeah. that, the cameras are looking at your face and they know who you are all the time. That, that idea is pretty scary, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. But I mean, um, you know, you're a marketer, Phil. Imagine how you could market this to be not the opposite of scary, to be comforting that, uh, someone is not stealing your money because they can't, you know, you, you, you've got your ID with you and the only ID that, that you have anymore, you carry with you as part of you. And, uh, as long as you can't be spoofed or faked, yeah, you're safe. You're hey, secure. Absolutely. You're safe. You're safe and you, you can make it, and the marketing pitch would be that we're returning to a friendlier world. We're returning to an older time because that's how it used to right. work. Somebody recognized you, and they knew you, and you could trust them. And there was a trust-based world based on the fact that people recognized each other. That's how I would market that. Okay, right. most exciting every, of our every you know New York City just became a small town. You know, yeah, brought to you that, by exactly. Plus. The whole world just yeah. became a small town. That's right. That's right. Okay, so therefore it's the most exciting. Once you get me marketing something, Stephen, I can't stop myself. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's the, it's the most exciting of all the technologies. But actually, I got to say that the uh, using brain implants to restore freedom of movement to spinal cord injuries—that's reversing paralysis—is is by far and away the most encouraging of all of these, just because yeah. of the impact it has on the lives that. Of, of of those who benefit from it, I think you'll agree, or no, Stephen? Oh yeah, I, I, jumping I out there on another. Um, well, um, Phil, do you recall back in the '70s there was this rather poor uh, uh, Iron Man adaptation for television? No, I and, I never saw it. Okay, real it's real poor. But the thing that made it interesting was that uh, this the Tony Stark character, and I I, I forget if he's if it was even Tony Stark in this adaptation, but. Uh, was he was paralyzed, right? And uh, and so not only was the suit, uh, you know, making him stronger, like uh, you know, in the comic books, uh, but it, it was allowing him to walk. Oh, right. Okay. And, and so and so, you know, I, I would say that the very technology, uh, you know, and so what am I saying? I'm saying the very technology that will allow the paralyzed to walk will also allow us to, you know have load lifters like an alien, right? Uh, so, oh, right. And, and uh, uh, have, have uh, um, machines that would allow us to, to run much faster than we can run and lift uh, loads uh, much heavier than we can normally lift and just do things physically, uh, you know, that we uh, normally abled people wouldn't be able to do. We can turn ourselves into, you know, <laughs> to the extent to the extent to Iron Man basically is what you're saying yeah, yeah. and the super people yeah yeah I, I think that's I think that's true there's a huge there's a huge upside to these brain machine interfaces that does not get explored in that story at all because what they're talking about is wonderful enough but yeah come to mention it we all get to be super beings too so that ain't bad yeah. either no it's not so all right well you uh, know what it, that's oh go ahead well, I was just saying, yeah, it, it all, you know, initially that sort of technology only impacts a few people. But ultimately, it, you know, brain, in, brain interface impacts us all of this. Oh, there you go. Okay, so it uh, um, may impact the largest number of people. You've gone back to the first question uh, with, yeah. uh, with that answer. 
Stephen, you have just been all over the map on these questions. Okay, I wanna... <laughs> you're gonna have to you're gonna have to rein me in. Uh, I, I, you know, we're gonna have a talk at our next rehearsal. Okay, that's uh, that's all I can say. No, hey, how fun has this been? This is great. I'm I'm glad we've started this list. And folks, we're gonna be back later this week with more of the list. That's all I can be absolutely sure of. But we will finish the whole list at some point. So please join us again next time. And until next time, live to see it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.